Welcome to the audio for my book, When We Were Young, 20s Edition, The Journey of Owning Our Story Together. I'm so thankful you're here. Chapter 4, Year 24 The wrinkled paper in my hands began catching my tears when they couldn't be contained any longer. The handwritten words of my brother had finally broken me. Trying not to make a public emotional scene, I did the thing where you pretend you are just having allergies but everyone already knows the truth. However, Continuing to play that game of imagination felt like the only way to make it through the rest of the flight without absolutely losing it. I mean, the audacity of the people I loved most in this world to give me a gift that couldn't mean more to me. After almost a year of preparing, the anticipated day was finally here. Now, I was living it. The most unexpected thing about it? How hard it was to say goodbye. I grew up in a tiny town north of Dallas, Texas. Often, I joked that I was much closer to Oklahoma border than I was willing to admit. Sorry, Oklahoma fam. Love you. My town had a population of 1,600 people. At the time, there was still no stoplight. Now there is one, and we all have feelings about it. Every week, to support the high school football team in the Friday night game, hay bales would be painted with phrases like, Go Tiger! Beat those bobcats! and placed alongside of the main road through town. I have yet to find a country song about a small town that isn't talking about mine with astonishing accuracy. For better, for worse, and every tangled mess in between, these roots are mine, and they truly built me. This place and these people raised me. Regardless of how much time, distance, or life experience gives me, I'll always feel grounded when pulling back into this little corner of the world. Grounded and encouraged was the heartbeat of my soul as I spent several months living back in Gunner. Pronounced Gunner if you're a local. The T gives outsiders away. Sorry, I don't make the rules. I was surprised, though, because I originally envisioned this season as simply get through this to move on to the thing you actually want to do. Anytime someone would ask why I moved away from the life and community I had formed for the last two years in Houston, I would rattle off, living in Gunner for the next six months will be the wisest move financially and working part-time will be the smartest for flexibility. My answer was locked and loaded, ready to fire, because for all intents and purposes, moving back to my hometown at this stage in my life made little to no sense. I was an adult. I was several years out of college now. I was working hard and building a life in Houston that I genuinely loved. I had fought really hard to get to a place where I thoroughly enjoyed the season I was in. So why give it all away? Why move back to my hometown and live with my mom again? While I was interning at the church right after college, I had been given the opportunity to go on two mission trips to Honduras. Each trip, in a week's time, We came alongside an organization and served the community in all the ways they did every single day. Through feeding kids in the streets, assisting staff in full-time medical clinics, helping with homework, and reading the bilingual school, building a house for a family in need, and much more. My eyes were opened and my heart filled with life to be a part of something so radically bigger than mine. After I left that second mission trip, I knew 
and the founders of the organization knew I would be living there someday. I'm sure this sounds insane, and trust me, it was. But I can only describe this deep knowing as coming from a sense of peace that surpasses understanding. I had fallen in love with the mission and the people of this tiny colonia, village, on the side of a mountain. I journaled in secret what I was experiencing that entire week, how the stirring in my soul could not be quieted. And as I found myself enjoying my last meal across the dinner table from Ron and Shelley, the founding couple of this organization, I nonchalantly mentioned that I didn't believe this would be my last time in Honduras. With silver crowns of wisdom staring back at me, this couple smirked at each other and replied confidently, We know. We've been talking about this with each other all week. Megan, we think at some point you're going to move here and serve here with us. And a year and a half later, that some point was now. In order to make this move, I needed to acquire a few resources. First, I needed to raise at least $55,000 to fund my salary for a two-year commitment to work in Honduras. Second, I desperately needed to learn Spanish. Third, I needed to continue saving money and making money while I was fundraising. But I also needed time to meet with people and share about this opportunity and how they might be a part of it. Hence, my decision to move back to Gunner to live with my mom. It saved a ton of expenses. Getting a job in Gunner allowed me to work part-time and also have the necessary free time to raise funds. Reconnecting with my high school Spanish teacher allowed for the revival of my language skills to begin. It was a no-brainer. This was what I was supposed to do. And while all of these reasons were the initial draw that got me back to Gunner, what kept me challenged me. My part-time job led me to make the most unlikely friendship with a coworker. She was tiny, spunky, young mom who delighted in living in this town I had deemed so small. Watching her care so thoughtfully, not only for me, but also anyone she encountered had me befuddled. Nostalgia can have a dangerous way of leaving us to remember a person, place, or period far better or far worse than it truly was. Having been removed for several years from the roots that raised me, a narrative had sprung up in my mind that you couldn't really live well and live boldly if you were doing it in a small town. Small town meant small life. Small town meant small mission, small mindedness, and small purpose. Yet here I was, doing daily life with a woman who may have been tiny in frame, but huge in passion for this one life we've been given. She embodied contentment and determination to make the spaces she held matter deeply. She beckoned others to laugh with sincere joy, gleaming from a rich understanding that she was loved, called, and kept. She lived this extraordinary life in the most mundane ways, a mom to four kids, now nine, faithfully serving her church, maintaining an open-door policy for friends, neighbors, and anyone in need going on field trips as a chaperone, listening and asking thoughtful questions as she cooked dinner while people sat at her kitchen island. She was changing the world from where her two feet were planted, and it was changing me. I delighted in the revel of Friday night lights as the pride of watching my brother play his senior year football season overtook me. I eagerly awaited watching his team play whatever opponent they were matched up for the week. I remember the roar of the crowds as victory after victory became ours. With ease, we made it into the playoffs. In the first game of playoffs, 
My brother was tackled to the sidelines and he wasn't getting up. Fear struck and everyone in the stadium fell silent. He was carried off the field and minutes later, our family was met with the news that he indeed had torn his ACL and would be out for the rest of the season. While the devastation was apparent for multiple reasons, so was the support of the entire town. I cannot even begin to describe the number of people who came to see my brother after his surgery. The football team and coaches all continued to make my brother a crucial part of the team in whatever ways he was able to serve. Encouragement after encouragement flooded in my brother's direction. The people of Gunner wanted Mason to know his immense purpose in the face of sheer pain. And when his team made school history and appeared at the state championship for the first time, my brother suited up and was chosen captain for the game one last time. When there were 30 seconds left on the clock and victory was secured for the Gunner Tigers, the head coach put my brother in for the last play. As he made his way onto the field for this monumental moment, the entire stadium erupted in applause. My family had tears streaming down our faces. The support of this town and its people left me awestruck. They were teaching me the power of presence and making sure people knew their value. I sat with my mom most evenings, watching a show or chatting about our days. While I had already spent so much of my life living with my mom, it was different as an adult. Yes, of course, I was still her child and she would always be my mom. But this season gave me an opportunity to see her differently. It gave me the chance to experience my mom as my friend. To enjoy each other's company as we went out to eat or went shopping at TJ Maxx. To go on long walks together down backcountry roads and discuss the town's latest news. To giggle together as we visited my grandmother and listened to the unending details about the Dallas Mavericks and Roger Federer. To experience my mom as not just the anchor for my familial ways, but also as a person I admired and delighted to be with and learn from. This was an invaluable treasure from this experience. Mom lives at a contented pace. She was teaching me the beauty of slowness, the prize of simplicity. This town that watched me grow up and sent me off into the world welcomed me back with tender arms. It lavished me in concern and care as I planned for the next phase of my life. This town is not perfect by any stretch, but it's mine. And it's giving me more than I could ever give back. I came home because it made sense, but I left feeling a tinge of bittersweet. I needed this more than I could have ever known. Now, here I was sitting in a plane seat, flying to my new home in Honduras, reading letter after letter from friends and family, reading words written to send me off with unapologetic pride and support. One final wave of love poured over me as I again walked away from a life I radically loved to step into the next one. Even though I never expected walking away from Gunner, Texas to be this hard, I knew it was going to be worth it. It's funny how life can be like that. The most unlikely characters show up in our story and teach us, hold us, and keep shaping us into the people we were always meant to be. And as I stepped into this new world of life as a 24-year-old woman living in Honduras, I came with the assurance of assignment. Knowing that no matter where my two feet were planted, I was called to live like my presence mattered. 
like I could be used to impact whoever was around me. Whether I was holding a sick baby on the side of the road in Honduras or cheering on a high school football team. Whether I was learning another language to move to a foreign country or learning how to make my family's secret rum cake recipe. Whether I was at dinner with my mom or running errands with my coworker and her kids. It all had purpose. It all had meaning. All could contribute to a life well lived and a life that mattered. So no matter where I was or where I found myself, I just wanted to make my life count. And now I knew my life counting had nothing to do with location, job, or status, but it had everything to do with being fully present and ready to be used wherever I was. Hey guys, thanks for listening to chapter four, year 24 of When We Were Young, 20s edition, the journey of owning our story together. Let's jump into the bonus. So this chapter's theme centered so much around my hometown. And so if anybody listening is from my hometown, I hope that you feel like I honored us well in talking about the sweet little gift that is Gunner, Texas, right off Highway 289. Um, but no, I think the thing that was the most potent about this chapter and this season of my life was how the simplicity and the slowness of this season was not only such a gift to my soul that I described how I didn't even know that I needed, but in so many ways it prepared me for Honduras um, gosh, in, in just ways I could have never expected. Like I have this vivid memory of the, my coworker slash mom friend who I describe in the book, her name is Lara. Shout out Lara. I love you so much. And you are such a gift to my life. Um, but I have this vivid memory of her and I riding in the car with a couple of her kids and she looks down at her gas tank and her fuel lights on. And she's like, oh, gosh, I uh, I probably need to get gas. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let's stop for gas. We, we were coming back from Walmart or something like that. And the closest Walmart was like 20 minutes away from Gunner because the only uh, quote-unquote grocery store we have in Gunner, Texas is a Dollar General. So not really going to get all of your essential essential grocery items there. So anyway, so we're driving. Her fuel light comes on. And I'm like, okay, so let's stop and get gas before we make the 20-minute trek back to Gunner. And she goes, or what if we just see if we can make it? I'm like, what? What? Yeah, let's just let's just see if we can make it. And by golly, um, we we started on uh, the journey to see if we can make it. And uh, I'm here to tell you, friends, we we did not make it. Uh, we ran out of gas and we're on the side of the road and we were just laughing hysterically had a couple of her kids in the car thankfully because uh, we live in such a country area that is Gunner Texas where we were pulled off there was this huge empty field next to the car and one of her kids uh, got so antsy that waiting for Lara's mom to come uh, save us with you know a a gas tank (laughs) we let him out and just said run as far as you can in this field until you get tired and run back (laughs) as we're waiting for Lara's mom to come get us. And that story to me is such an encapsulation of simplicity and slowness and just um, 
unexpected pauses that were not only true of my time in Gunner, but became so true of my time in Honduras. Uh, Honduras runs at a different pace than I was used to running. It came with a lot of unexpected obstacles, and I won't spoil um, stories that are coming on later in the book, but having that, gosh, three to five month season in Gunner uh, just set me in a rhythm that flowing into Honduras didn't feel like a rhythm whiplash. It almost just felt like I was continuing um, the pace at which I had been operating in a totally new space. And I just could not have known how much of a gift that was going to be to me. And to, man, just have that time with my family and mm, I... uh, I get a little teary thinking about it because it um, is something that I look back and it was so unexpected to have, but I will cherish that time of us getting to be together in that way for the rest of my life. And I'm better for it. And we're all better for it. And uh, I freaking love my hometown, man. As we paint hay bales to say uh, where the Friday night football game is going to be to cheer on the Gunner Tigers. Go Tigers. Tough people win. Thanks for listening, y'all. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to continue receiving the episode drops for the book and bonus. If you haven't bought the book, it's out now on Amazon. So go grab it. See you next time. And until then, let's keep owning our stories together.